Welcome to Survivor in Session, episode eight. Ep- eight? Yeah, wait. Yeah, eight. <laughs> this is great. I'm keeping this as the intro. This is perfect. This is on brand. Uh, you can find us on Spotify and iTunes and YouTube, where YouTube is a video podcast. Uh, so it's fun. You get to see my face and sometimes the guest face, but not this week. We have Peridium. Thanks so much for coming out. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I know, I was just saying, you know, it's a little bit on brand that you don't get to see my face. Um, but as we were talking about, if you really want to see what I look like, just uh, go to my Instagram page. Uh, it's it's uh, on my YouTube channel. You can find it in the description. If you really want to see what I look like, you can copy paste uh, a still image of me <laughs> and uh, call it a day. So for people who somehow don't know what you do, you run an all survivor, all big brother survivor um is there a third show on there or is it just Big Brother and Survivor? It's pretty much just Survivor and Big Brother. I initially thought maybe The Amazing Race, but then um, I just never got around to it. <laughs> and also, The Amazing Race isn't on ever, so I just don't bother with it right now. But Yeah, so you do a bunch of analysis. I mean, I found you through Survivor. So what did you think of going into this merge episode? What were your predictions on who was going to win that battle back? Okay, so for the battle back, the challenge that we just saw, um, yeah, I, I, funny enough, I thought I was banking on Tyson coming back, um, partially because I felt like just looking at these people, Tyson feels like he's a front runner to win a challenge, even though this is many seasons later since like his token chains days, um, or, or even Blood versus Water, like he's a big, he's a physical dude, he's quite fit, he's lean, like he's fast, he's he's strong. Um, but then it's looking at the challenge itself. It actually probably should have thought a little deeper than that. Cause on, it could have been anyone's game really like you almost won and he didn't even get an advantage in the, in the challenge. I think if you got an advantage, he would have been able to pull it off. No, that would have been crazy. And that would have been really interesting to look at how the game of edge of extinctions game, like this dude just got voted off. He's got no fire tokens. He's got no chance for uh, advantages in the game. Um, maybe you could say the biggest advantage was that he was in the main game for longer and that might have helped him a little bit. I don't really know. Maybe being on the edge longer, like, withers your chances or your physical state. Yeah, I think so food that, in maybe general. Maybe that helped him. But yeah, like, if Yule had just one fire token somehow, which wasn't going to happen, like, they weren't going to get, nobody's going to give you a fire token. At this yeah. Point, so that's that's a, and that's one I just want to, like, I don't know if I want to just jump into that, but well, I. Well, yeah, we can fully just to- jump right in. <laughs> and I mean, to be fair, like the merge episode did start with the edge, so it's getting yeah. fitting we we talk with the, about the edge first. The I mean, biggest, so the way yeah. the advantages worked, wasn't it three fire tokens for that one advantage? Was it three? I thought it was one, and you can get up to three advantages, but maybe it was the other way around. Because I think well, Rob paid three for the advantage, and then Amber gave him a token for an idol in case he got back in the game. Oh, I thought it was three for an idol and one for an advantage and you can have up to three advantages oh, maybe no. i don't know because they all seem to have one advantage yeah it was the thing i noticed that i was like i wasn't really keeping i haven't really been hmm. keeping a, a, a ton of track of who's got how many fire tokens um but i remember vaguely and i could be wrong here i thought it was three tokens for an idol and then one token for an advantage up to three advantages in the upcoming challenge. But yeah, that's very possible. I wish we had like better stills of the menus. They're so hard to find. Yeah, they are. Even I mean, right I- when the season came out, like you couldn't find a still of a menu. 
anywhere. Yeah, and they did show a still of like the new menu that they had, and also yeah, when they got into the the, the players got to the merge, there was a new menu. Um, I don't know if you saw that, but it's like. <laughs> It's kind of a joke. <laughs> it's extremely expensive, and I can kind of understand why upping the prices makes sense, but it yeah. also doesn't, because yeah, saving yeah. your fire tokens for merge now means absolutely nothing. Because, like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just think, like, uh, yeah, they're ex it's expensive. I think they're gonna try and put more fire tokens in going forward. Oh like, yeah, because you can win them in challenges now. Yeah, you can win them in challenges. I think they're gonna start popping them off more, like like ha Halloween candy, where they're just giving them out in goodie bags for some reason. Yeah, everything is really expensive. Also, there, in my opinion, there really wasn't that many compelling things on in the main game for that that menu advantage um that advantage menu there really wasn't that much stuff there that you would need i think the best thing was buying an advantage in the immunity challenge uh the individual challenges so there was like you could buy a reward steal i'm like <laughs> yeah i saw that i'm like buying a reward steal like yeah i mean like a reward steal is just a bad social game move you're just yeah, pissing like somebody off one time in survivor history and it was used correctly in that it was not used uh it was pawned off to somebody else like that was the best way you could use a reward steal is give it to somebody else who has a less a lesser understanding of what it's good for like adam gave it to jay and millennials gen x yeah and like and but this uh, is an all winter season like they all know what they're doing no one's gonna buy that Right, I'm sure Adam looked at that and was like, okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you go watch his confessional, Millennial Gen X, right when he finds it, they cut it away from his initial reaction because I'm pretty sure he's thinking like, this is like, this is bad. <laughs> that well, because yeah, he's I'm a super fan. Like, he knows what he's doing. Right, I'm looking at the menu right now for the merge and it's like, steal someone's reward, send a personal note. That actually thing is the best one. You can send a note to somebody on the edge. So it's basically like, write your own note to a jury member and oh yeah because i guess i'm recording a podcast thoughts. hi everybody no get <laughs> okay uh, so um cutting around my mom barging in yeah, we were talking about you want <laughs> i gotta edit that out now <laughs> we were talking about how the stealer reward doesn't make any sense on the menu the other things on the menu were writing something to a jury member which i think is like that's valuable. I'm surprised that doesn't cost more. It's three for the steal a spot on a reward and two for the sending a personal note. And uh, I think that that's quite powerful, especially if you manage to use it for somebody that says not feeling good about you and maybe you can write your thoughts out. If you're a good writer, maybe. I don't know how they're doing that. Send a personal note. Like, are they giving them pen and paper? Is this like JT writing? Yeah, because, yeah, I'm wondering if it's like JT being able to write a letter yeah, I don't know. That's really. Hmm. Do you watch? Do you watch Big Brother at all? No, I haven't watched Big okay. Brother. They had one twist, one time only for one season, where one dude got to win a reward, and he got to go meet a jury member and have a personal dinner with them, which oh. was very interesting. Um, I don't think it changed the course of the game, but it he helped. It helped him curry favor for uh, a jury member that he had burned on the way out. He he really burned that person and sent them out packing. Um, so it was a, it was a way for him to get them back in their good graces and he ended up winning anyway yeah he got all the votes but it was just like this sort of feels a lot like that cut from a similar cloth they're able to talk to the jury um well i don't know it's weird because you can still talk to the jury if you're at tribal council in a way yeah so like at tribal council is like a big way to talk to the jury like because 
everything you yeah. say is essentially talking to the jury. Like pretty much, because could all... single them out. They can't talk to you, but you can definitely, you know, send a personal note. Although I guess it's different because nobody will know what you say in your note. But yeah, it's just. I mean, I think the tokens are going to be like people that are in danger are going to save their tokens up and then spend them on those individual challenge um, advantages because they need them. Mm-hmm. Like people that are in danger and feel like, shit, I need this necklace. I need this right. necklace today are going right. to spend out and go get it. Cause I mean, sometimes, sometimes advantages don't pan out. I mean, Malcolm had the extra life and, um, who did I talk about this with? I think it was Aaron from season 39, where if it's just not your challenge, it's not your challenge. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think just sometimes you can't win. Do you think Sandra couldn't have won that? <laughs> no, <laughs> I do not think. I think I don't think Sandra could have won it. I think Tyson having the peanut butter had a huge effect, like okay. just that amount of calories and being able to like actually feed yourself. Um right. And everyone else has to actually like work and hunt and gather shit while you're just eating out right. of a jar. I think that had a big thing. But Sandra out there, I mean, I would have liked to see Sandra at least give it a shot, considering how close she was. Like she was know, a was few like, days out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, in a way, I like, I kind of understand where she was coming from. She's she's the kind of she's very practical. She's like, look, I don't think you make any more money being on the edge and getting to the end than you do any other. I, I don't know hundred percent how it works, but she's all about the money. She's money driven. Yeah. I think it's an interesting case where she's the queen of the show, but she's also really just there to get a paycheck. She said that 10 years ago. She's like, I'm here. Survivor calls. I pick up the phone. Give me my paycheck. Yeah. Um, and what so was interesting like, was, uh, yeah. sorry, what were you going to say? No, it's, I was just going to say, yeah, she's, uh, so, she, so for her, she's like, look, I'm not, she's never won individual challenge. I don't think she was going to win this challenge, even if she tried. No. I know it's nice, to, it's nice to see people try, but it's also an interesting dynamic where you just sort of, she's just facing the harsh, the, the music. She's just looking at it saying, look, there's, I'm not going to win. And that's kind of a defeatist attitude. And I get it. I get where she's coming from. I also get where people are annoyed with her. And they're like, you just, you can't just give up. You got to try. And if you're the queen, why would, I'm like, well, maybe there's some power in uh, just, saying screw it i'm out you know and a lot of fans don't like the edge anyway so maybe yeah i mean like i think she yeah like not a lot of fans like the edge and she's like i'm voted out voted out and like yeah edge right. is there this season but i'm not sure how true this is i put on i was watching russell's video and he mm. said apparently on heroes versus villains this was off camera um jeff was like who would leave right now for fifty thousand to move excuse me two movie tickets and apparently sandra said yes I'm going to keep saying apparently because this is Russell's video and I know he said it. She was going to do what? Just leave right now. She would leave the show like she would she would leave for the 50K and like two movie tickets for what? what at what point in the game? I don't remember, but it was during Heroes oh, versus Villains and Russell said it. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if okay. that's true or. Yeah. So I, I don't peg Sandra as like a quitter. I see like, yeah, go for the money, but also like I see Sandra as someone who wouldn't have been able to succeed in that challenge and she will always be the queen. Because there's a huge right. asterisk to whoever wins the season, and it's you're a two-time winner, but you beat. But winner. in a case where it was like everyone at the end of the season would have been a second-time winner. Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic there. I mean, she also was against Harvey, and there were a handful of winners in Heroes versus Villains, but she managed yeah. to, um, probably not so much intentionally, just sort of get to the end, and it just happened to be oh, another winner. And Russell was technically they didn't know 100 percent his deal uh because he did make it i think they knew he made it to the end in samoa so 
feasible he won and there was three winners at the end of Samoa hypothetically but um yeah either way I mean yeah this is a it's like on one hand it's an asterisk because they are with Sandra quitting there's just no way we won't get a two-time winner the two-time winner on the other hand um I mean, they beat an all winners. Like that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's so, really impressive. Like, Beating an all star so, yeah, season is really winner. impressive. Whoever wins this is like, on one hand, it's like, well, yeah, you two two time winner, but you did end up beating all winners. But on the other hand, it's like yeah, you beat all winners. Like yeah, it's like an all star season. Level. Like winning game changers is like, I know it's not like people don't revere it as like a the, a great season, but I mean, you beat people that have played the game and have made like massive moves and right. Like, and there's definitely something to that. That's like y- you get a lot more credit for being beating players who have an understanding of the game to varying levels. They have been, they know the production side of it. They know what it's like to be on this island. They understand what they're doing and the cameras and the and the gameplay to mo- for the most part. So there's definitely... I actually am looking at the menu, that the, the note they were given at the beginning of the episode before mm-hmm. they went to the challenge. And it is... you can It says challenge advantage, one, two, or three fire tokens. And it tells oh. you what you get if you spend one, two, or three tokens. And it says check how many you would like to buy. And then it says hidden immunity island underneath is three tokens. So I knew like Rob had one, and then Rob had three tokens. Amber had one token, so that bought yeah. the immunity idol. I'm pretty sure the immunity idol is also not good now. Like him and Natalie both bought one. Yeah, you and can't. I don't, I don't think, think you can sell it. I think it just because I, I think, think you would gone. get it once you got into the game. I don't think they got it. Yeah, it says something. It's hard to read, but it's like if you fail to get back into the game, yeah, something you keep. I don't know if it says you keep the idol or what. It's all blurry, but either way, it's just interesting to consider. Like, that's yeah, that's I interesting. Like, do you get to? Do they keep? I don't think they keep these idols, but maybe they do. Hmm. I don't know. I know. I don't know. I don't know what value they there. would have. Yeah. Well, I guess like if you get into the, they're not giving them idols now. So Tyson didn't get an idol on like Rick or Chris. They don't get these half idols going into the game. They don't get an idol coming back. So it's like, does hmm. that? replaced by being able to buy an idol a full idol coming back into the game yeah because so rick had won. to survive a tribal for his to be activated right right he did yeah. and it's like that was a little balanced maybe but like this is just you get to come back in with a full idol or is this your idol if you buy it on the edge and you don't get back does that like if rob comes back at the final six or natalie comes back at the final six with their idol in pocket hmm. is that idol good for them yeah final five i don't know i mean so I think there's a lot of safety with that. I mean, Jeff brought it up at Tribal, like, hey, so Tyson came back. Why not just send his ass right back to uh, Edge? Right. And, like, did you see Tyson being safe going into this? I know I know he came out safe, but going into Merge, I mean, it's it's Tyson. It's Tyson Apostle, I kinda, like, yeah, three-time player. I was thinking, on one hand, it depends on, like, how fractured are a lot of these players' bonds that are still in the game. Um and if they're fractured enough, maybe Tyson will get it overlooked. Seeing him immediately ingratiated into like an alliance, he was brought in as a shield for a lot of the other big players. And they're like, you know, he's, I don't know if they're thinking Edge of Extinction with Rick, who came back and made it really far. So maybe they're thinking we can use Tyson. A lot of the big players, I think, are feeling vulnerable now. We saw them come together uh, with Tony <laughs> and Jeremy and then. And, and, and Ben, you know, Ben's a big, big player. Um, and you know he was calling those shots, but I'm like, what? A, you know, good for Tyson. Uh, he's yeah, got his some. He's got some footing, which I'm surprised. I was surprised. Yeah, I was a little. I was more more surprised than not surprised. Yeah, I'm really happy that like he was able to get himself back in, especially with like Jeremy and Tony wanting those shields. Like Tony's all about this whole like lion hyena dynamic yeah. that's within this game, and he really wants those shields and 
like he teamed up with Jeremy and Ben right when they got there and was like, all right, let's go. And like right. he has Kim as a shield, which Kim's been playing super under the radar, at least from what we've seen, like yeah, from, from sure. the edit. You know, looking at it, there's like this episode was very like setting the stage, I think, for the theme of the post merge, which was going to be big targets versus little targets. Yeah. And um, there was clearly def- defining of many of the players where they fall. We saw names being listed in one camp or the other camp. But Kim was not listed at all. So I don't know where she's like, she feels like she should be a big target, like a lion, quote unquote. But maybe she's going to be considered a hyena. I don't know. Uh, I think she's to- like she's she's on the line. I mean, three names that I that I did not hear at all this episode were Sophie, Sarah, and Kim. And the Reddit is loving Sophie right now, like so much. Yeah, subreddit's going crazy. <laughs> Do you think? I mean, okay, so we had that great confessional from Jeremy being like, "I want to drive the bus, but nobody can know that I'm driving the bus." And yeah, Sophie and Adam had. I love this interaction. Adam's like, "I'm worried." She's like, "Just don't be." <laughs> Right. Like, like just tr- Denise was like, just trust the process. Sophie's like, take it easy, dude. Like, chill. It's not like you'll be fine. I mean, the girls uh, seem yeah. very in control right now. Do you think we'll see an all female alliance come out? It's very possible. Um, I do think Sophie walked away from this episode uh, looking the best as far as the gameplay we saw. She was cool, calm, collected. Her one confessional that she got that was just on point, she pointed out. Here's this secret alliance that's popping up of these big targets. She listed all four of them. She was dead on. I would assume that, like, I don't know 100% how accurate she was. Maybe they just cut out where she said other people's names. But she listed them all. And she said this is their strategy. And she was right. They're trying to band together so that they have, like, a giant massive meat shield, collective shield working together in unison where you can't target one of them when they're all big shields working together and that's an interesting strategy so she's like she's doing a great job she's got a good pulse on the game at at, at least at the beginning of this post merge of the individual game yeah uh, she's really got her ear to the ground and sophie's one of the smartest players out there in terms I think of just... she's done a good job my only issue with sophie is i don't based on i like i for my upcoming video i'm basically dissecting the episode so it's a good time to like get me on a podcast and then yeah i know no i knew this merge episode was key yeah, not, every, not, every, not every episode i like to sit down and rewatch it um and just sort of like pour over the details but for this one i did and so for me one thing i took away from it was as good as sophie has been and as much as she has her ear to the ground she's got a good pulse on the on the read of the other players i don't know who really is wanting to work with sophie at the moment like we see that she is ingratiated in these groups but i don't see anyone talking about her or talking about how much they really want to i know she wants to work yeah with her. And that's just like huge. nobody is like the focus of the episode was on what's jeremy gonna do what are these big guys gonna do what is nick wendell michelle gonna do as the quote-unquote hyenas and we kind of had the middle faction like you said of kim sarah sophie they're kind of just there they weren't necessarily driving the action but we weren't also focused on them in any way so i'm i'm worried that the, the focus will never shift to them, maybe because none of them win, or maybe they're just waiting in stow for <laughs> the Lions and the Hyenas to battle it out. I yeah, know. I mean, I've been paying so much more attention to the edit recently, okay. and, like, I just, like, see, like, Danny is never on screen at all, so I don't, like, just factor her prediction-wise, like, I don't think she's... screen the first time around and she won, so... That's true, yeah, see, that's the thing. I'm thinking of her Guatemala game, like, she purposely never went on camera, but I think this episode, it was just like such a war between like 
Jeremy trying to control the game and Jeremy wanting Nick gone so he could have Wendell with him and like Adam somehow like I came into this merge thinking if I'm anyone that's from Yara or original Sele get Adam out of here Adam left Sele on like the worst terms possible he left Yara in this hugely paranoid state looking for that idol and he came into merge and then like like I thought he was going to be target number one. Yeah, I thought I actually thought he was going to get voted out based on what we were saying. I was like, he just seems like he's on everyone's shit list. Yeah, um, and then it came to Nick and Wendell, and I was like, okay, I guess. I mean, yeah, I, I was sort of like, there's. I've noticed that there's this emerging strategy in the last few years with with the merge vote because there's this is something I think I was thinking it, but then I heard uh, Rob Sister Nino and Rob as a podcast bring it up too when he right after the episode aired. <laughs> This concept of the merge, the safe vote, um, not even the safe vote. It's like a, it's like where you pile on. So the easy vote. Yeah, you want a unanimous vote. So then like it's just yeah, like, like you everyone gets settled. And there's so many people in the game. Well, in this case, it was only 12. But a lot of times there's 13 people coming from all three different tribes now. Maybe that's a part of it is having three tribes over two. It's harder to get a read on everyone because you don't know exactly where they've been. Exactly. It's, it's a good thing for the show. I don't know. But it creates... The people, because the game is so unstable at the first vote, a lot of people come together and just say, let's just pick an easy target. So I thought Adam could have been that easy target where the old Sally tribe didn't care for him. And now the new the new green Yara tribe didn't seem to care for him too much. So I'm like, all right, Adam's social bonds are really failing him. Um, he would be a very easy vote for the first vote to see where people fall. Uh, it turned out it was going to be Wendell, actually. He almost... You know, he was pretty much an easy vote, and then instead, of yeah, him. which was interesting. So, like a few episodes, I was like, okay, Wendell is Wendell's a volcano, and he's bubbling, and he it has to explode at some point. I yeah. thought it was like last episode or this episode or maybe the episode after. I was like, there's no way he goes deep in the merge just because of the way he's bubbling so up, and the fact that he was merge boot really <laughs> confused me. Because going into merge, I'm like, okay, merge boot is like kind of really does set a, a set a tone, but it is also a safe vote. So it's kind of a double edged sword where the lines have to be drawn at this merge boot, and they're still not they're drawn, but they're not completely drawn because it was such a unanimous vote, except for Michelle and Nick. Right. Yeah. There's still. I would. It's interesting when you look at like how the numbers broke down. You had the original Green Yara tribe. The, the merged the, the swap yard tribe the swap the call tribe the red tribe and they just came together and looped in tyson the edge player all of the blue tribe the Sally tribe which had originally did have yule and parvy on it that that tribe just got wiped off and now we're looking at nick and michelle who are totally on the bottom um but interestingly nick i mean nick, nick's clearly getting thrown under the bus hard both by the players in the game and also by the <laughs> editing <laughs> Probably that sequence point. where he just like kept coming into frame was so funny that was one of the funniest editing sequences i think we've seen in a long time i just love that and i'm not sounds... sure uh have you been on the reddit like within the past like 24 hours uh maybe i don't know I've, have I you seen the meme of jeremy and nick looking at each other on the poll oh, yeah that's going all oh, over it's I mean, golden i love it i was laughing so hard when i was watching that because i knew it was just perfect yeah yep that's um that's but Nick gonna, really is getting thrown under the bus. And I mean, Michelle's social game has proven to be really good in these past eight episodes where she's been able to navigate herself from me saying, oh, she's definitely going home and then Yul goes home and I almost cry to nah. merge where, you know, 
she's on the bottom, but I think she can easily snake her way back up to the top because I don't think she's a she's no she's not really on anyone's radar specifically. Yeah, I was thinking like probably the person with the smallest target in the season, and and probably right now in the game is Michelle. So if there was ever a time where she wanted to to highlight or not even highlight to re- keep her that 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 fact about her so prevalent, she's got a small target. She doesn't want to be. She's in the minority. Clearly, she's got nine to two disadvantage. Uh, make sure that at the very least Nick goes and um, she becomes this extra vote for somebody. You know, yeah, until, yeah they're at the final eleven. Uh, that's until decent. until she can gain some power, like just be just be a number for now, and then gain some power. Yeah, Adam's edit is going crazy too. Like it's all over the place. Adam's edit's everywhere. Yeah, he's he's. It's funny. It's interesting that we have a, a couple of players who I personally have written off from winning the season, but they're getting huge edits. Like like Ben, uh, like Adam. Yeah, Ben's Adam, like I think is Adam's leading the charge for this storytelling and the narration of the season. <laughs> well, his his confessionals are really good, and I think that's I think that's the producers seeing like he's gold like his edit or his confessional where he was yelling last episode about ben has the idol this is ridiculous and then this episode funny scene that i love yeah he's just like he's he's flustered the sequence of events i think the editors have done a great job putting this together the sequence of events where adam's adam's frustrated he feels like he's on the outs he he meets with denise and sophie and he's like guys like i feel i'm paranoid so then he goes to ben who's his old buddy from the previous swap yeah he's like ben like like what's going on and ben's just like dude i don't even know like i don't i can't deal with i feel so right bad for adam i was like ben don't yell at adam okay he's worried and then, and then adam's just like what the hell man and his confessional <laughs> it's a great confessional right? he's just like dude like like what are you like, ben's just <laughs> adam has some really good confessionals yeah he's doing a good job I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to seeing what he can do uh in the post merge i wonder do you feel like adam is gonna go far in this game at this point with with his portrayal being this player who I don't think he's going to win, but a lot, I've seen a lot of people speculating that he could be a guy who maybe goes far in the season and, and loses uh, at the end. I don't know. There's always those characters that are big, but they don't. And then maybe, maybe he's driving the action to some extent. Yeah. So I've definitely thought about that. Like Adam looks like Adam's one of the smartest players. Uh, well, he's, yeah. he's just very smart. Like he's, he's a super fan. He's very game, just knowledgeable. I mean, he did really well in his season um, where he was able to come back from being on the bottom a few times. And this season he really, um, you know, messed up in Sele. And then he, he was on the bottom his, of Yara. He was on the bottom of Yara. But like, I mean, Rob was just a bigger threat than him. So they had to get rid of him. And yeah, I just think that if they had lost a challenge or two, he probably oh, yeah. he was sent home for sure. It would have been him or Ben. I think it was going to be him. Yeah, because I, I think just like Ben would have been able to plead the case of what happened in Sele and Adam would have went home immediately. And I think he might be able to work his way back up just the way that he's sitting right now that he was in danger, but like he could be used as easily as a number. I see him going far, but I don't think he'll win. Like oh. winner candidates right now, Sophie and Sarah are playing super under the radar. And I feel like as the game goes on and, and more people are eliminated, they'll they'll accumulate a little more power every episode. Very true. Yeah. Like they're looking really good. And Denise they're, is they're posed really well right in the middle. I think they're in like the, the mighty middle, I like could call it these there's always a middle faction who's sort of the swing vote. And I don't know if that's gonna be the case going forward, but it certainly feels like it right now. Yeah, and like Denise, I wanna see her go far, but what she did and how she just like at merge fee, she was like, I slayed the queen and I was like, Denise, please. <laughs> no. You're putting a target on your back. 
Yeah, they're kind of highlighting her as this. Um, maybe there's a good thing to that. And if there's a lion versus hyena and they're sort of being like, you wouldn't think Denise is a big prof- high profile player, but they're actually like, you know what? Denise is a high profile player. She is a player who has like, she has a big game where you just aren't paying attention to it. And now the, now the, the, the editors are like, you know what? I, uh, you should be paying attention to her. Maybe there's something to it. Maybe she's got a, I think it was Wendell. Who's yeah. There? So I was, I was, I think I'm looking up the line right now of what, <laughs> of what right. you're talking about. Yeah, Wendell who said like, line, you know, yeah. Wendell's like, I want these people who are playing winner games out of here right now. And go figure Wendell's the one who leaves. So we can see that he isn't the one who's playing the winning game. He's not going to win. Obviously. I don't think exactly. Like, I don't saying, think was Wendell like, was going to win. He was, I was, he was not going to, the moment he, like maybe from the premiere he had a chance but after that i was like he's not being shown and he's got this villain at it and he's like he's the villain of the season and they played him up he was the merge boot so hey here's uh, versus would, villains too i would love to see him come back yeah i mean hey you know if if i don't actually think that jeff is ever going to do that again personally i know he's i think he was asked whether he'd do second chance two or here's versus villains two and he'd do second chance two before I think that's a better idea personally than Heroes vs. Villains 2 only because uh, I think there's a lot of potential for people who only played once and never got a second shot. I think I think in this day and age, like they Jeff is more enamored by like that kind of theme than Heroes vs. Villains is very much like their how they're characterized uh, in the story. Yeah, you know, it's like, hugely edit based. Yeah, it played well going into season 20, which was huge at the time. Yeah, because that was um, 10 I, years. I don't know how much it'll have as much of an effect. Whereas I think Second Chance 2 is the newer All-Star season compared to Heroes vs. Villains. I think it was it's quite beloved by most Second players. Chance was a really good season. I mean, there were really good plays and like Survivor history that season. Like, right. It's yeah, really and it's solid. Like, it's, it's more relevant. I could just... I think there's more to that theme and i think there's just a lot of players who in the last 10 seasons should come back and do a great job with the same chance yeah i think so too i mean yeah yeah i i, I put together a list but <laughs> i i want to put together a list everyone's got a list if you don't have a list of uh, of returning players <laughs> exactly i mean like to see wendell go this episode definitely sucked because i loved watching him he was he was so much fun to watch and he's like Everyone out there is really, really smart, and seeing them play this game in their confessionals is awesome. Like mm-hmm. Wendell's, excuse me, Wendell's awesome to watch play. He's he's doing really well, and then I just saw him about to just drop off because of his edit. But to see mm-hmm. him go as merge boot, like I really didn't expect that. What did you think of Nick being targeted though? Like Nick being targeted was a safe vote, but it also didn't make sense to get him out because he could easily a weird, be a number it later. A, it was a strange target. I thought Nick could have potentially gone. I was more surprised, like you said, that Wendell went because I thought that he, I felt like he had a bigger characterization, and then he would he, he's getting he's eliciting more of a response in people. So I was surprised to see him leave sooner than someone like Nick, who I think has been more under the radar, and he's just he's not evoking as much of a strong reaction from the audience. So you could see, but they also like to make the merge boot a big player you know you usually get like the mer- when the when the tribes all come together that person is like everyone agreed to get or on some level that person created the first individual vote out so i could see why they gave him for nick um int- uh, it's a strange thing because like this was largely jeremy's doing and and jeremy yeah. was doing it to get to wendell he wanted to have wendell as his as his dominic or whatever uh, throughout the season or or not, not even the other way around uh maybe like his i don't even know 
maybe is Natalie or Spencer. Who yeah, I, guess. Want I mean, Wendell? he had so many number twos throughout second chance that it's hard to pick. Right. I mean, so it's like, I don't know exactly who you compare him to, but this was like, uh, and you know, so for, for Jeremy to be trying to self-sabotage this alliance early on, I was, I'm like, on some level, I feel like it could work. I just, I wasn't in 100% agreeance with him targeting Nick. He was leading that bus. He was driving that bus during that ship to get Nick out. And clearly it didn't work, which is an interesting, I think there's an interesting, uh, you can analyze what they're saying there with Jeremy driving that ship and then missing. And he ultimately folds, gets back into the fold of the numbers who target Wendell. He doesn't win that. He doesn't win that war, that battle. He wants, he tells everyone, he's like, I think it's a horrible idea to get Wendell out. Like Wendell's a shield. It's a stupid idea for so many of us. Yeah, but I think Wendell, like, he's just not a shield because he's so new, like, season 36, right? Yeah, I think it's on some level, it's like, what is, how is Wendell being perceived by others? Is he playing a strong game? Do people think that, because sometimes perception is reality, and if they perceive yeah, exactly. him, like, like, I could see Michelle maybe not being such a big shield for anyone because of she's a smaller person and also she plays a lower low-key game and she's more social-based and that doesn't really show itself very well. I don't know. Maybe maybe Wendell was perceived as like in Jeremy's mind. He could also be using that because that's Jeremy's like go to to keep people is like they're a shield for us. And he yeah, because Jeremy's one of the big guys out there. Like with like he's a huge physical threat as well. And I think there's something to like he. I think Jeremy's in the power alliance. He's in the majority alliance at least for this vote. So for him, it's all about like surrounding himself with people that will work with him down the line. If you can guarantee that he'll have Wendell, he doesn't really seem to have Nick. But he knows that Wendell is Nick, and he says, "Well, if Wendell's going to pick Nick over me, I should get rid of Nick first, so that down the line I can use Wendell as an extra number for me personally." Kind of like how he had his alliance of of Stephen and Spencer and Tasha and Kimmy; they were all numbers for him. So when it got to the halfway point in the merge of Cambodia, he had people that were protecting him, that were working for what he his cause. Uh, it's partially why he plays the idol on Stephen Fishback. He's like he wants though, even though it feels like a waste of an idol. He's really kind of doing what he's doing here. He's trying to preserve a number for him that will, I think, pay off down the line when the numbers are tight and you don't have as much wiggle room. Yeah, and it was it was a little like it was a little like to to do that like right off the bat in merge to do like yeah. a semi complicated move like blindside somebody and then pull them in as your ally like it's like blindsiding <sighs> your, your ally's number one ally so that they can be closer to you, which is what it was. I it's was just like, a little complicated for for merge boot <laughs> like 13 12 people left like yeah he's trying to set himself up down the line so that he because survivors largely are about the relationships you have with the fellow players you can only yeah. have so many advantages win so many immunities really could have still come down to the numbers it's um, yeah in the end it's all the social game like and he views he views i think wendell is a strong number he probably has a handful of other people in the game that he feels comfortable with and he's like, look, I, I want to have people that are going to be close to me when the when the going gets tough, when the numbers dwindle enough. So he's like, we'll pick off the people in the middle at the bottom, uh, get rid of Michelle, get rid of Nick. And then Wendell's left. And instead of it being Michelle or Nick, which it feels like they're going to be one of the remaining players, maybe both of them, we'll see. Well, I don't know. where I'm curious to see where they go. Um, they're not really that loyal to, to Jeremy. So suddenly Jeremy has got less options. And... Uh, he had he ultimately conceded, I think, to the numbers that just weren't on his side. They, whoever whoever it could have been Sophie. Sophie said, to him, "I would rather have Nick stay than Wendell." Nick stayed. Wendell didn't. 
maybe that shows us when you read between the lines, maybe, maybe Sophie has more sway than Jeremy does and she's in a better spot going forward. Yeah. Cause I think like, I mean, Sophie just like looks like she's in a really good spot, especially cause she, um, she has the idol and like, she was yeah. very in control in, um, Yara Decal went to tribal like twice and she was never ever in danger she hasn't been in danger yet and i don't see her being targeted unless tony and his lions you know start to start to look at these small players and say these guys are playing under the radar games and no one's looking at them and but we need to and tony's alliance right now is i think the the minority yeah i mean there's four of them at the moment i think i mean they were the way we saw it was Hmm. tony jeremy Tyson and Ben are for sure locked. They're being presented as this foursome faction. Um, who else do they have? I mean, they, they worked with Denise. I think and Adam Kim will be pulled in because she was yeah. on to call with Tony. Although she was also quite wary throughout the call. She was like, yeah, Tony's a crazy dude. Like he's not reliable. I can't, he's unpredictable. I, I mean, like, his spy shack came back. I know. <laughs> also, I'm, Tony I'm, made it to the merge. Wait, <laughs> Tony made right. it to the merge. I think it's, gonna, it's kind of crazy. We've talked for like over half an hour. We've barely even brought up Tony at all. And he's totally in the merge forgot. all winter season. It's like, how is that even possible? It, to be fair, Tony wasn't really that travel. He was, he was just a number in a, He's given us the theme, and I love it. I'm here for it. Like, well, he hugged a tree so he wouldn't go get an idol. So, <laughs> I'm here for Tony, of course. I, mean, I, I love think, Tony. I think most of us are. Actually, my sister doesn't like Tony. She's she's crazy. Ah. Uh, I asked her. I was like, she's like, you know, who are you rooting for? I'm like, oh, of course I'm rooting for Tony. And she's like, I don't like Tony. <laughs> she's like, he's. I don't know. She, I'm like, no. I think you have this image of Tony from from Kageon, which, to be fair, a little divisive. Tony was beloved after he won. During the season, he was kind of divided. The fat, the fan base at the time was kind of divided. So there's definitely a lot of people who probably get rubbed, rubbed the wrong way. But I'm like, Tony is, he's like his best, his best self this season. And it's great. Tony's I mean, there to, ha- everyone's there to really just have fun and it's nice. Yeah, it's great. Like Tony's having a great time. He's given us a lot of like levity. He's not super serious. He's playing a fun game. He's given us great confessionals. Even outside of the confessionals, he's, he's, doing crazy things he's driving like we lost the ladder we lost the ladder ladder. yeah i know i've been i know because they went to the other beach and maybe he'll build another one i hope he'll he'll improve upon it (laughs) i hope so maybe we'll get another spy shack going spy bunker which is crazy i Um, hope not man i hope he i hope he learns (laughs) maybe i mean it was presented as a bad thing so maybe we won't maybe it was just a it was hearkening back to you know, this is Tony of old. He's now he's moving on from that. It didn't work out. He caught out. He's like, that was a that was a dumb idea. <laughs> he got out at the worst time too. That was great. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to Tony. You know, I'm curious to see if these quote unquote big threats, the the, the lions, are able to stay together and you know. In all honesty, action. I just don't see Tony going far. You don't. You, if you had to like bet money, do you think Tony? Do you think he goes far at this point, or do you think he's just He's, his days are numbered. I I can I'm envisioning him on the jury right now. Like I could I can just picture yeah. it for some reason because there's a there's a really good picture on the subreddit and it's just like a meme, but it's also like it's like the queen and her subjects and it's Sophie and like Sarah's doing her hair and it's like yeah. all the girls around them and yeah, like yeah. if like some talks were definitely happening there until Nick you know <laughs> came into frame, but <laughs> um, like talks definitely happen there. Talks have to be happening all the time. So if you know, a few votes down, 
it goes a dude, a dude, a dude. The girls are going to look at each other and say, bingo. And then, yeah. boom, all wiped out. That comes up, you know, every season. I think it's an easy fallback, uh, especially for people who are, like, on top. They can fall back on, like, let's rally the weaker players who happen to be the same gender. It's a good reason, like, you know, why not? Also, there's always this undercurrent of, like, female power and the fact that women haven't won Survivor, and they're aware of that. And, like, forever yeah, now, for uh, Sarah's the last one. <laughs> Sarah's the last one. That was season 34? Yeah, it was 2017, so it's been three years. Um, yeah. I mean, it was brought up in Island of the Idols how it's always looked at like, oh, like a girl's alliance is happening and how there's never like a guy's alliance happening. But I mean, it's sometimes brought up, but it's also just sometimes, I don't know. I'm not going to get political. (laughs) I don't think that uh, this season, like based on this merge episode, this was largely the episode was dominated by the guys. Yeah. Um, As much as people might, you know, as much as the subreddit might uh, not like to hear that, like, this was here's the big four alliance all guys and then it was the opposite side it was all about uh, nick and wendell and michelle was just a number the people in the middle the women that are powerful that we thought going in were going to be like front and center or they're the central figures and sophie and sarah were nowhere to be like sarah sophie did have uh, a good moment to talk yeah about it. i think sophie and sarah got a lot of time on yara especially that first yeah. boot with rob absolutely and they controlled that tribe top to bottom and they were i was like they're in the best spot somebody asked me this like before the merge they're like who's in the best spot i'm like i think sophie and sarah they are clearly not going home they're destined to make the merge um just based on the numbers the moment that rob was voted out i don't and the advantages that they have he's got yeah sophie has a hidden immunity idol sarah has the steal a vote um she knows how to use that she's done that before well sort of knows how to use it but either way she's, she's got the it. only person in survivor history to play it right right and that funny Hear that is constantly she played, it, she played it in a state of confusion in game changers <laughs> because she gave it to Siri. i think she knew Siri couldn't use it but she didn't expect Siri to actually try to use it and then she immediately didn't know what to do so she turned around and let brad culpepper just say let's just snipe michaela um so <laughs> yeah. it's funny she did use it correctly but it was like a it was a really confusing trial well, convoluted yeah what did you think of ben calling himself a big threat because the subreddit is going absolute this this is food for them i mean i like yeah. ben's ben is a big physical threat like for sure but just because of his game in h um H-H-H. hhh like he wasn't like seen as a huge strategic threat but i think he's he like he had shown himself to be like he's like i'm gonna build relationships and right off the bat yeah. like him and denise and like he was in a really good spot on Sally. Yeah, you know, Ben is an interesting one to watch this season. I wasn't super excited to watch him going in, but I was kind of like, you know what? He's kind of this wild card who um, I personally was rooting for Chrissy or Devin to win that season. So, you know, watch, uh, that was the first season I actually covered when I started my channel. And I was like really uh, just disappointed with their fire. I actually like produced a video within like 24 hours of how disappointed ranting about how much I didn't like the fire making challenge. Yeah. And, was largely, and Ben's really the main person who has won because of the fire making challenge of all the winners thus far. I think if you look back and look at all the fire making challenges from Ben's season to now, none of them really needed it that much. Um, I think that Wendell could, probably could have had Laurel tying the vote two to two and, and going to fire regardless. Uh, Nick won immunity. Chris obviously went to fire. He purposely did that. And then Tommy didn't go to fire. So you have all these winners. Ben is the only one who I think for sure gets photoed out. I yeah, just because looking- of the way it had shaken out up until yeah. then. I mean, three for three and then nada. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, so some people are like, does the fire making challenge favor men? I'm like, I don't know if it does yet, just because of the circumstances surrounding it. 
Ben's case, it definitely favored him. He happened to be a guy I Chris or Devin easily could have won if it, if Ben wasn't there. One of the two of them, maybe maybe even Ryan. I don't know. Yeah, but, I think it's just an interesting like it it adds another flair, but it's also like yeah, it's, it's very controversial. But I, I don't think, see I'm another like, way. I'm looking forward to seeing what Ben can do here. Um, just it's it is funny that he gets to decide who the threats are, and I'm like, <laughs> the thing is like Ben actually wasn't playing a terrible game in HHH. No. Up no. until his 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 uh, alliance at the final seven really started really earlier on started turning on him. I think it was maybe the final eight. Um, there really was a, he was playing a pretty strong game, maybe even arguably the strongest game, and that was probably why they did turn on him. They're like Ben will win. He's got a great story. He's a marine. He's a dad, and he's a likable enough guy. Clearly, he won in the end anyway. So they're like, we need to get rid of him because he is playing a pretty good game, but that kind of gets all thrown under the rug or, or swept to the side. Yeah, people because only the see the three won. for three. Yeah, they'll see that he got three idols. He had a fire-making twist come out of left field. And I'm like, you know, Ben wouldn't be on this season, and he wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the reasons that people don't like him. And it's completely yeah. understandable, completely fair. And, you know, I, I feel for Ben a little bit, but... But I mean, I'm, hey, he like I, I think all winners that won deserve it as much as I. Um, yeah, you know, there's maybe one like, other people so to win other seasons. I think, yeah, I, th- I hate using the word deserving, even though <laughs> I agree with you there. Like to the final three, no matter what, you pretty much do deserve it. Um, but I think that it's like such a tough word to like throw around, like especially given we weren't even there. You know, it's like such yeah, a, exactly, because there's so much we don't see. It's such a like a inca- like the experience of being on Survivor. I would imagine from what I've heard is like day one to thirty nine is its own unique. Like it's impossible to just be in those shoes and be with those people in those circumstances, even from season to season. Like it's just tough to know what everyone's like because the editing doesn't give us yeah. a lot of time. So I think that deserving is is a like when people start using that like they didn't deserve it. I'm like it's tough for me to like take you super seriously because i'm like you just are projecting your own like disappointment or whatever but i think it's fair for ben to feel like he's if he wants to paint himself as a threat and getting good i think he's in a decent spot because you know surrounding himself with tony and jeremy and tyson i think they're gonna be three players that we get voted out before him maybe oh for sure just because like oh but here's the thing ben went into merge still as a wild card because yara went to tribal once and it was like it was like a for sure tribal just because even right before tribal, like on camera, it was Ben Whist, like literally mouth to Sophie and Sarah, like Rob. So right. predictions of him from people outside of Yara from, uh, well, maybe not to call, but original Sally, like, hey, you're still a wild card to most people. Yeah, he is, I think. And it's it's funny that he immediately goes to like Tony. You never play with Tony. <laughs> Jeremy, he played with Jeremy a little bit in the pre in the pre swap and uh, Tyson, he never played with either. And he's immediately like connecting with them. And they're now this random. I was. I'm always interested. Like when the merge comes, like the, the game just shifts. It's. A- I think it was just like they're all big guys, right? They're like, look, we're big threats. We're in a season full of big threats. We need to stick together and not let this be like another game changers where the smaller threats get get you know seize the day and the bigger threats are all picked off and are don't even make the merge in this case. It's funny, of course, because they most fans don't view Ben as a as a big threat. They don't yeah. view him as as a lion in the game. But I will say, like, I think it's unfair because I think Ben did play a pretty strong. If I honestly, I'd say if you look at the HHH, I think Ben was playing a quote unquote lying game up until 
he immediately was like he had to be he he was circumstantially he just had to become a hyena in some weird way maybe he was like simba he was cast out from the tribe and he was left on his own and he had to fight his way back to slay uh the bad guy at the very end and it just happened to be very controversial yeah um, i don't i don't see ben see i don't see any of this for going far maybe jeremy because i think like even if the big threats start to get picked off jeremy will f- Jeremy's so charming. I don't know what it is. Jeremy's so charming. I think he can find a way into the majority a lot of the time. Like he's quite understated and nobody really talks bad about you. I don't see anyone like no one's ever mad at Jeremy. I think people really respect him a lot. He's just very good at getting your respect. He's also quite, I think he's just quite lethal player. Um, uh, Surprisingly, he'll kill you with his smile. That's it. A lot of people like to say like San Juan del Sur was not a very strategic cast. They weren't like a very high cast. And I'll probably agree on some level, like they weren't full of gamers, but they managed to get Jeremy off right away. Uh, you know, John, Jacqueline, Missy Baylor, they managed to blindside Jeremy. And here's Jeremy in an all winter season. It's like, what does that say? I don't know. I think it's, I think he's been able to survive because he's been on the right side of the numbers and they're just right. bigger people than him. I mean, San Juan del Sur, even in, even in Cambodia, you had him say like, I am not talking about, anything except for game because that's what got me voted out in san juan del sur because he was yeah. a firefighter with like two kids and they were like yeah you're not so staying he, around he here his, he had his personal story a lot too i think he learned a little bit about that from from he, he was like you know i'm having a kid i don't want anyone to know about that because it's just gonna make me exactly more of a sympathetic story give him more of a reason to vote me out so yeah and like he he didn't talk about that at all and like that was that was perfect like it worked I mean, out perfectly jeremy was my number one pick in the preseason i was like if i if you asked me to put money on somebody in the preseason before seeing a single second of them on the beach i was like i'd put i'd probably say jeremy i, I think jeremy for this guys, season or cambodia for, the, for this season for okay this season. so you're so do you have like a top three like what are your what are your top three i guess like what were your top three at the very beginning at the very beginning i so i did rank them uh, uh preseason like yeah who i thought would do the best and my i remember that i just can't remember the top three were jeremy denise you know interestingly enough they both won immunity at this merge (laughs) so i like that i was like felt quite validated for half a second i was like hey look at that the two people i put as my number one and number two are both safe at the merge of an all winter season um and then i think i had tyson and tyson was somebody who i felt like fit perfectly in between he's not too big a threat but he's also smart and cunning and physical and uh he's 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 Half of his legacy is like really bad. What season like, did Tyson? What number season was that? That was in the twenties. Which or one? Thirties. Where he won Blood versus Water. That uh, was season twenty-seven. Season twenty-seven. So he's like mid-school because he he started he old school. Both ways. He's, yeah, because he, he was able to. School. He started eighteen and he fits into that crowd of people who were picked off in the pre-merge, and he was also picked off in this pre-merge. And uh, I wish Yul wasn't picked off, man. That made me upset. <laughs> I mean, made you and literally everyone else. <laughs> like the most upset, man. The most. Actually, what inspired me to make that? I made the last video I made before talking to you today was like heartbreaking. Vote off. I saw that and I was like, we're not done yeah. the season, though. <laughs> I know, I know. But I but think, was, I think nothing is as heartbreaking as Yul going. I mean, he was in a bad. Sp- and like, we learned more. Like, you, this is partially where Wendell's game and Michelle's game, like it worked. Oh, did you read the article that it was, it was, it's all planned? Probably like they probably had uh, a lot of talks going into the season, knowing that they had a history together. They ha- you have to, you have to like returning player seasons. Everyone is pre-gaming and they're leaning on each yeah. other. Even if they say they aren't, 
don't so know. Like, it was. If you, I think it was Cambodia's preseason. Everyone said they weren't, except for maybe Jeff Varner, and uh, everyone was. And that's largely what dictates the beginning of the game. And in this case, I think it dictated a lot of the pre-merge. Yeah, I mean, I think it was Entertainment Weekly and like Dalton Ross. Wendell was talking about how him and Michelle would like really play up their arguments. It was really yeah. vague or I just was really tired when I read it, but it was like definitely played up so it would look like it and which is big brain going to be honest. Is, Michelle is talking yeah, it's a pretty smart thing to do honestly. You have a you for sure have a history, people know you have a history and then you play into that history and you're like, look, it didn't end well um or it didn't end perfectly on on the surface it looks like it might have ended horribly and you can play that up and people think you're not on the same page and then it's like secretly you're passing fire tokens you're you're working together oh yeah okay this flashback man oh my (laughs) god i gave him one of parvati's fire tokens oh man that would have been cool to know not right before the vote Mm -hmm. (laughs) brutal (laughs) so what are your predictions for this next episode to kind of close out here oh man we've been all over the place this episode we had i mean this has been the merge that's what happened you get, you yeah get merge is crazy plus the edge it's basically four tribes coming together i know edge so. will be gone soon edge will be gone soon <laughs> no it won't it's going until the finale <laughs> oh but in general on survivor. in general out of survivor for a little bit they won't bring it back well i'm also hoping crossing my fingers we get survivor at the moment they don't even have a season ready um so Oh, yeah, because coronavirus. It's the first time we've not had a season in the history of Survivor ready to go. Uh, They would be filming it right now, season 41, as we're speaking, and it would be finished by the time the finale rolls around in May. Um, But they don't have that. So I'm like, this is unprecedented. Like, we are honestly so unfortunate, too. I'm just like, damn, I just started this podcast this season. Now there's like a huge hiatus in the middle. Like, I know it's there's just like, (laughs) what's going to happen after? I don't know what's going to happen if there's like no season 41 filmed yet will they film it in the summer will they be able to film it we don't know they don't know and three seasons in one year if, if they don't have it are they gonna be able to i i honestly mm-hmm. i i would not be surprised if there's no survivor come this fall not not 100 gone just there's no season at the moment there's just no season ready like we yeah i don't think that i would bet you there isn't going to be a season for this coming fall i think that yeah. there will get to it they have the cast already ready to go i don't know if you know that yeah, season forty-one and forty-two are both uh, both new newbie seasons and both ready. Right, I've read. Yeah, I've heard on that uh, too. But they just don't have a time to time and a place to film it yet. So I'm I'm holding Damn. my breath. And also, like, I cover Survivor. Yeah, exactly. Basis. I've been doing that for a couple of years, and it's, you can do uh, some rewatched content too. Yeah, I'm like glad on some level that my content isn't hinged on like Survivor being on the air. It's just sometimes it's like <laughs> something to fall back on, but um. Yeah, I'm like I'm curious to know what what's gonna go on with uh, also with Big Brother. I follow Big Brother too. Oh yeah, because Big Brother Canada was just it was just canceled. wiped yeah, out for the season and hopefully not forever. But you never know. Yeah, it's really tough. I mean, but at least we still have this season. We we just have to focus on I the know, good. We so have an all winter season going on. So what do you see happening. next episode? Like, okay, so our targets this episode were Adam and Nick and Wendell. And Wendell went home. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think Adam might be able to wheel weasel his way back in yeah he's good at that he's pretty good at that um he will always be the problem with adam is his relationships don't feel super strong yeah i worry for him on some level i i worry for him because i don't think he can win basically but i also worry for him because 
like he might be like even Denise was like I could cut him you know I have to cut my losses oh yeah he was she was like it was a day one alliance but is it a day 39 and I was like like, hearing that makes me like be like maybe she will cut him before day 39 if she gets to day 39 which is very possible I, I okay so we clearly an easy pick would be Nick or Michelle go I don't think Michelle is going yet it could be Nick I would not be surprised if Nick goes next he feels like the next boot mm-hmm. um I don't know yet uh who, who do you who do you think I'm gonna be wild so I I I because Nick was in danger this episode a little bit and Adam was in danger I'm gonna say that the, that the target will completely shift because Wendell going home kind of shifts everything a little bit just a tiny bit yeah I'm gonna say one of those big players goes home I'm gonna say Sophie takes her role as the, the as as the queen of this Ooh. season next episode you know she she steps upon that throne and starts shooting that's my so prediction. I think she she pointed it out this episode, laid the groundwork. She's aware. She's oh, yeah. going to take control next week, and she's going to lead it's the charge. It's a bold prediction. Who 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 does she target? Who who's your pick? If you Tony, Tony Tony's too unpredictable for her. She likes a predictable game. In in um uh, South Pacific, she was in. I mean, a little bit of a cult, but I mean, a, sol- yeah. <laughs> a solid six, five, five, six group. And when it started to turn on each other, she was in the center and she knew she had the power. And I think she wants yeah. that back. And she's, she had it in Yara. She's going to want it again. And she's going to take out Tony. That's okay. bold prediction. Like that's, that's a bold, prediction. totally a bold prediction, You're but Tony's vote out. Here we go. I, I like to make bold predictions sometimes. It's a little more fun. <laughs> Okay, I would say Nick is a good pick. Um, he's my safe pick. If I made a, I, I, Nick, yeah, okay. So Nick and Adam would be like the safe pick. What's your What's your bold? Yeah, yeah I was gonna say Nick or Adam as well. I could easily see Adam getting cut at this point. He's sort of expendable. Yeah. Or Nick because he's on the bottom. Which um, I feel bad for them. I love them so much. They're yeah. so much. They're so nice to watch. They're great. They're so much fun. I'm surprised because I don't feel like either of them are huge threats. Yeah, I just don't think they are. There are more devious cunning players in the game how can you not look at like tony jeremy tyson who adam just fucked his game early and nick (laughs) funny thing is he's in the same position as he was basically in millennials gen x yeah maybe that's a cause to be concerned because he he has shown that he can be at the very bottom and be thrown under the bus by a minority faction and still go far despite having this ugly portrayal you know sometimes you don't have to be the best you just have to not be the worst or the exactly anyone but me yeah, I, I would say my bold prediction would be Tyson. Okay, Tyson. yeah, I can see that too. Again, you're saying big threats. I think Tyson could be a big threat who gets cut. Um, Tyson going, not having an idol. I don't think Jeremy's going, and uh, Ben I don't think is going to go yet. I just think he's not. Ben's a number. Kind of. Ben's a number right yeah, now. he's more of a number right now. I just don't think Ben's going to go. So, yeah, I could see Tony. Tony getting targeted. Tony or Tyson. I got I got big predictions because we won't see like any edge next episode. There's gonna be no edge sequence. Which is probably. another guy. Another guy's going. So yeah. Curious to see. Yeah. There's no. Yeah. I, I, I doubt. I doubt an edge sequence will happen. Like we've had a week. Like it's nice to have like a little update. Like give me like half of like the block that we have. Like give me like a quarter, a third, or a half yeah. of just to check up on them, see what's popping. Right. It's like Wendell just went. We don't. There's not much going on. Like, yeah. Nothing's changed. He's just going to sit there, whatever. Do a challenge or two, maybe. I don't know. Hopefully not, but, you know. I don't think they'll do a challenge this episode just because they're dead right now from last. Yeah. <laughs> the, the big challenge. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. I, I hope they don't, but you never know, I guess. Thank you so much for coming out, dude. This was a ton of fun. I can't wait for your season 40 review, which is going to be oh, huge. Yeah, um, I'm enjoying the season a lot. It's It's been a lot of fun. Uh, just having the cast, this is, this is easily up there, top two, top three cast of all time. Could be number one. We'll see how things go by the end of it. But right now, yeah. I'm loving it. Week to week, I'm always, I'm really excited. So, yeah, I was... Ooh, when that when the chat when they started doing the challenge, I felt butterflies in my stomach. I was like, I can't imagine how these guys feel right now. I mean, I mean, you can see it on their faces. Most of them are just like, even in the premiere, they're just like, this is this is ridiculous. Like, this is unheard of in the history of reality TV of all this comp- competitive to get the best of the best. All I mean, not even Crazy. all of the best, but to get most of the best of the best, and they're all one. They're all champions. Like, oh my god. <laughs> okay, <laughs> wait. Last thing, did you see on the subreddit where it was like? And we and Jeff's like, and one more thing. And it's like the $2 million thing, but he's like Cochrane and Cochrane rides in and everyone goes crazy. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, I love that. Although I've, I've, made, I've made a joke about that. Cochrane's tweet where he's like, would I have joined the new school and old school players? Probably. And I'm like, yes, you would have. <laughs> yeah, he works for CBS, so he can't be on it. But unfortunately, I was looking, I like Cochrane. Do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> well, pretty much what I plugged at the beginning. I, I run a YouTube channel. I put out a new video every single week. Uh, if Survivor's on, I talk Survivor. If Big Brother's on, I talk Big Brother. In the case where neither of them are on, we'll figure it out. Maybe I'll flip-flop week to week. We'll see what's going on. Do you on. have a uh, merge map coming out? I do, yeah. That's what I'm doing right now this week. Um, editing it. Uh, and that'll go out this coming Wednesday. It'll be talking about the merge episode in depth um sort of looking at where all the pieces were and it's really given uh, just for my personal sake it's given me a good idea i was able to sit here and talk to you for the last hour um understanding like who's doing what who's talking to who where the numbers really do lie um it seems on the surface level it was just a big group of two tribes coming together to vote out the third tribe in this case the blue one but there's a lot more going on it's sort of shows you where the season might be heading so that's what i'm glad i could help (laughs) yeah and i'm this is what this new video is about it's the previous if you've seen the previous videos i've done it's similar to that Um, the graphics are really good too for the the season i don't know 100 percent. we'll see but yeah i put i put out a new video every week of course you know that um and uh, they're real good too 10 out of 10 survivor in session says wow i'm flattered (laughs) put that put that on your yelp page (laughs) I'll add it to uh, to the description at the bottom. <laughs> 10 out of 10, I'll link to you. Yeah, well, thank you nice so much to, like, for coming it's nice out. nice to talk Survivor. Uh, I'm always excited to talk Survivor, uh, talking to, uh, being on podcasts, getting invited to sit down. Because even though I run a YouTube channel about it, um, it's all really just me talking to myself. You know, yeah. I think I talk about Survivor all the time, but the truth is I sit down and talk for about 30 minutes with the record button, and then that's it. And that's my Survivor time for the week, and then I just listen to myself. Uh, ad nauseum yeah <laughs> editing editing is fun it's, because you just listen crazy. do you ever yeah, <laughs> i listen to my podcast i'm like this god really good points yeah i know podcasts are trickier because you really don't edit like you can't retake it you know whereas no. for me at least i'm i'm able to i've every almost every week i'll go back and re-edit a line re retake yeah. a line so uh, podcast I some level I really do tip my hat to you and to anyone who runs a podcast thank you I wish this camera would focus on my podcast that's the only problem I have <laughs> thank <laughs> you enough. so much that's for coming point. out though yeah, um, thank you for having me it was great I'll, um, I'll just end off the episode and uh, what do I gotta say 
I love leaving this in. Uh, again, find us Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, YouTube is cool too. We do there. Subscribe. Um, leave a five star review, please. We need the. <laughs> Thanks so much, everybody, for listening, and I will see you next week, where the guest is um, undetermined because I live week to week, as always. I do too. <laughs> I understand.